What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good morning on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. We are back for another edition of Watchdogs Radio. This is episode number 130. We've been going at this for a little over two and a half years now, having a lot of fun doing it. You know, last week we had the uh, largest audience, uh, live listening audience that we have had in uh, almost over a year now with Deanna Jump, and we certainly want to thank her for being with us. And uh, I know we've had quite a few listeners on the uh, podcast as well uh you know she's pretty popular and it was just so nice to have her on here just such a great personality to deal with and uh and what a great leader for our uh for our nation's teachers even though she's uh so humble that she won't even admit it but uh we were so glad to have her on uh last week we've got uh, quite a lineup uh starting to shape up for us in the next few weeks here uh and today we have uh as our special guest Mr. Eric Hargis and uh, Eric is going to be joining us here in a few minutes. So uh, let's check in with the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, Mr. Chris Dannenauer. Chris, how you doing, my friend? Keith, it's great. And, uh, you know, it's it's about 60 degrees here in northwest Arkansas. The sun, the sun has come out. And uh, so, you know, it is a beautiful day. But, no, things are good here, Keith. Uh, about to send out a report to you and uh, – uh, those you know who, who work for Watchdogs, but we're and we're approaching 4,600 active schools. Wow! And we're, we're about five shy, roughly five schools shy of 4,600. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we're we have 214 schools in pre-launch, which means they bought a kit. Uh, you know they've been trained and bought a kit, and so they're probably gearing up for a a spring launch event, or you know mm-hmm. they might be kind of doing a mini launch into a, a bigger launch in the fall. So, you know, you know, we're, we're in about to be really in about 4,800 schools here mm-hmm. pretty soon. So that's exciting to me. Well, exactly. And, there, and we always have, you know, somebody that has had their launch event, but we haven't had a chance to connect them with, with them just to make sure that they have, uh, that they have launched. So if you're listening and you have had your launch event, we still list you have you listed as pre-launch. Give us a call and let us know so we can kick you over into that uh, active file and, and count you towards our active schools. And I understand we are getting ready for a uh, early bird special. Is that right, Chris? 
Yes, sir. Yes, Keith. Uh, uh, sir, whatever I want to call you, Captain. Uh, <laughs> you know, friend. Uh, you know, uh, you know, SEC uh, opponent. Uh, or, 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 but anyhow, uh, yes, Keith. Uh, we are, we are uh, gearing up for an early bird special. And to those that have an active program and uh, are at least in their second year, they know what that early bird special is. And so, uh, you know, it's a uh, when we roll out our new. Uh, you know what we used to call the renewal kits. For we kind of changed the wording a little bit, but uh, gives the school the chance to replenish uh, the items they use and offer a discount uh, mm-hmm. uh, by doing this early bird special for a short uh, time period. Come you know, uh, sometime early April. So those okay. that are active and are used to it, uh, you know, be looking for the email to come out sometime here in a few in, in a few weeks ahead, and you'll see information. I need to be uh, looking at that website. myself for the two schools that I'm in, involved with. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, you'll be looking on our website. Also, we'll do some shout-outs via tweet and, and Facebook. So, uh, you know, uh, to those that the listener on podcast with the download, you know, uh, we'll be promoting that here uh, in the upcoming weeks ahead. Okay. And speaking of uh, Facebook and Twitter and such, our uh, Facebook group is – still growing our facebook page is pretty active and uh, we just uh, every once in a while we'll get uh, the listings from google the google search will pop up and uh, let us know somebody's talking about us and it's great to see schools that are mentioned uh, you know i'm looking at this uh, ute uh, Ute meadows elementary uh, out in uh, colorado in uh, jefferson county colorado just uh, posted Mm up a uh, story and the uh, funny thing was, you know, we posted it up on the Facebook page, and then, you know, right away a guy jumps up, you hey, that's my school, we're proud, and, you know, we're so glad to uh, have these schools out there checking up on us. Well, uh, Chris, I want to get to our special guest today. You know, our uh, local hero of, of the hallway had to uh, step out on us and uh, was not, not able to join us, and we will reschedule that school uh, again in the future. But uh, it gives me the opportunity to get to our special guest. And a lot of people have seen some of the postings and some of the information that we've put up and listening to our uh, breaks and our PSAs uh, in reference to colon cancer. And for those of you that uh, have not uh, been around or have not been able to follow uh, my personal passion over the last two years, uh, I lost my brother two years ago to colon cancer. And it was just a matter of not making the effort to go get screened. And so many, uh, so many situations where somebody could very easily uh, have avoided some very serious problems uh, by just making that appointment and going in and getting screened. And we're going to talk about that in a little more detail. But uh, actually, this coming Friday will be the uh, second anniversary of my brother's passing. So I wanted to take the opportunity on this show uh, this week to really uh, push forward. It is National Colon Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, we want to get the word out there to all of the people. You know, we do have a lot of watchdogs that fall into either a high-risk category or into a category where they uh, should normally be screened. And uh, we're going to talk about that here. Uh, And on that note, I would like to welcome to Watchdogs Radio a friend, a very, very good friend of Watchdogs, Mr. Eric Hargis, who uh, was formerly the executive director of National PTA, which is our uh, obviously our good friend and partner, and we had a, a lot of great relationships uh, with Eric then. Uh, Eric has now moved on, and he is now the CEO of the Cancer, Colon Cancer Alliance. And uh, it was just so great to be able to connect uh, 
our past history and to be able to talk to him. So, Eric, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Well, great, Keith. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And just be, before we talk any uh, any further on colon cancer, just as a, a note, I would like to uh, express my thanks for uh, all the schools that are involved in, in watchdogs. I mean, we, we know how important it is for, for young people to have both a, uh, both a positive um, male and female role model. And I know the program you put together is a great opportunity for, for dads to get involved in their child's education. We know doing that you know, we're going to have positive outcomes both in terms of, you know, in terms of graduation rates as well as, you know, a, a host of other positive factors. So uh, I'm very impressed with the Watchdog programs and just want to thank everybody there for what you're doing. Well, thank you, and, and we certainly appreciate that. And it, and it really means, certainly means a lot coming from you, that's for sure, with uh, with your extensive background and everything. Uh, I know we've uh, appreciated your support in the past. And uh, we, I guess we, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, our focus of today and of this month, uh, colon cancer awareness, and, uh, and in specifically the Colon Cancer Alliance. I was doing some research just to try to find some information and such, and, uh, and I was so pleased to see that, uh, well, where, where you're at now and the, the ability to uh, help us out here. But tell us a little bit about the Colon Cancer Alliance and how it ties into colon cancer awareness in general. Sure. Uh, well, the Colon Cancer Alliance is actually the oldest and largest uh, patient advocacy uh, organization, you know, dedicated to colon cancer. That said, we actually began in 1990, uh, and at that time there was a group of patients who were dealing with the condition, and what they found is that there there really weren't the resources out there that provided help. And so this was a this was a volunteer-based organization that just started from those uh, those 40 original uh, original founders. As an organization, we really focus in, in two areas. First and foremost is, is prevention. Uh, a lot of people, um, you know, colon cancer is not something if we were to stop people on the street and say, what mm-hmm. is the number two cause of cancer deaths? You know, you're not, you know, you're going to hear breast cancer, you're going to hear other answers, you're not going to hear colon cancer. But colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths in America. And what is truly tragic is this is the only form of cancer that is, that is, that is largely preventable. In other words, um, you know, this this year we estimate that close to 50,000 Americans are going to die from colon cancer. The real tragedy is more than 90% of those people didn't have to die if they had been if they had been screened. So, number mm-hmm. one, our organization is committed to getting everybody in the at-risk category screened because we know doing that we're going to save lives. Second. Mm-hmm. We're really committed to patient empowerment. We want to be there as a resource for families that are that are going through colon cancer. We're seeing more and more people surviving the disease, and with that brings a host of issues both from the clinical side but also in terms of the personal side, whether that is uh, financial questions, quality of life issues, you know, interpersonal uh, you know issues, psychosocial. We want to be there as a resource for those families. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let me back up just a minute, and you know, we both mentioned uh, at-risk category, but let's define that because there sure. may be somebody listening and say, well, I'm not in that at-risk category, and, and in effect, they actually are. So let's define right. what we're talking about. Sure. It, uh, three areas. Number one, 
anybody uh, over the age of 50 um, should be screened for colon cancer. Uh, a lot of times people think this is a you know much older person's disease or it only affects men. Everybody over the age of 50. Along with that, though, with the higher incident rate, uh, African Americans over the age of 45 should be screened. Mm-hmm. Number two, anybody who has a family history. Um, you know, a lot of people don't think it can start until you're until you're older, but uh, we're dealing now with um, a lot of cases of young onset colon cancer, so particularly mm-hmm. a family history. And then third, uh, anything that is symptomatic. So, for example, if you have, for example, blood in the stool, best thing to do is go and talk to your doctor about that. Now, one of the things, if your doctor says there's no reason to have a colonoscopy, you're too young for colon cancer, get yourself a new doctor. Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, too many times uh, I've spoken with so many people with stage 3 and stage 4 colon cancer who had symptoms, went to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, it has to be just hemorrhoids. It couldn't be colon cancer. You're too young. And so um, if you're, you're not too young, if you have those symptoms, make sure you get screened. Now, one of the things that's important to keep in mind, so many people think the only way you can be screened is by having a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. And... First of all, that that is um, an ideal method because uh, not only can you be screened, but if there's if the doctor spots polyps at that point, they can be removed in the same procedure. So it is very effective. But let's be honest: there's a lot of people who either can't or simply won't have a colonoscopy. They don't want to do the yeah. prep. They don't want to take the day off. Uh, they, right. they can't afford it. And right. there are there are now uh, a lot of other you know easy to use at home screening methods. Mm-hmm. These are right now. These are basically stool-based tests. There is there is a fit test. There's also a new DNA-based test that uh, has just been approved by the FDA. So, I mean, here the only preparation you need, let's be honest, is a is a good meal, and you know you you mail you mail in the sample. Uh, so you can you know the best screening method is the one that gets used. Wow. Well, that uh, that is. Definitely some good information, and we're actually uh, coming up against the break now already. It's just amazing how fast this goes once we start talking. And uh, and I do have some specific questions for you because I think this is something that we really need to hit hard. And uh, and there, like I said, there are people. I mean, and, and let's face it, guys just are uncomfortable with the thought of of getting checked. And I've had you know I've had people tell me, well, if I have it, I don't even want to know, which is just crazy so we're gonna uh, step away to a break and uh, we'll be back in just about in a couple of minutes hello this is keith shoemaker national coordinator of the dads of great students program and host of the weekly watchdogs radio show when my dad died of cancer in 1986 my brother ed became my father figure we became much closer over the years my brother was the cornerstone of our family he was my inspiration my mentor and my friend so when he was diagnosed with colon cancer it was like our whole family got cancer he died on march 20th the same day that my dad died he was only 60 so this is personal now hopefully my heartbreak is your wake-up call. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer, but you can prevent this disease. Screening finds cancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. I've been screened. If you think that you're at an increased risk like I am, ask your doctor when to start screening. And if you're 50 or older, get screened. Please do everything you can to stay around for yourself and for your family. Screening saves lives. This message from the Watchdogs Program of the National Center for Fathering and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Do you remember what it was like when we were in school? Well, today's classrooms are nothing like we remember. Education in today's world is a very dynamic and interactive experience. So, Dad, if you're trying to support your children in their education based on the memories of your education, you may be way off base. So how does a father in today's world learn to support the education of his children? You have to step into the classroom and into the teacher's world. Of course, for important security reasons, you can't just walk into a school. The National Dads of Great Students program, known as Watchdogs, gives dads a chance to step into their children's classroom in a positive and supportive way and learn about supporting teachers and their students in today's educational environment. Over 4,500 schools are currently using the Watchdogs program to engage dads in their community. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com watchdogs to learn more. This message is brought to you by the National Center for Fathering and this station. Hi, this is Katie Greer of KL Greer Consulting, and you're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. You're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is episode number 130. Of the Watchdogs Radio program, we are talking about colon cancer awareness with Eric Hargis, who is the CEO of the Colon Cancer Alliance, and we have also been joined by the Executive Director of Watchdogs, Mr. Eric Snow. We got a lot of Eric's here today. Eric, how you doing? How's things in Canada? <laughs> I'm doing great, Keith. I, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to, to uh, speak on really such an important uh, subject, and also to say hello to a good friend, Eric Hargis. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, and and uh, Eric, thanks for uh, thanks thanks for uh, uh, for tuning in and, uh, and and joining us. I was just commenting at the beginning of the program how how impressed we are with the you know with the work that uh, Watchdogs is doing uh, for uh, for kids in America and the expansion of the programs going great. Well, thank you for saying that. That means a lot uh, coming from you, especially. We appreciate that, and and I just want to add my two cents worth. And I was listening uh, before Keith brought me on, and and I don't want to break the the uh, rhythm you all have going here. I know Keith is, is going to ask some questions in the second half that give you a chance to address, but I just wanted to say from a personal standpoint, uh, I believe it was uh, two years ago when Ed passed. Is that right, Keith? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and right after that happened or in the process of that, uh, Keith made me promise uh, to get my uh, screening, and I went and got a colostomy. If I'm saying that right, I always have a hard time with that word, but a colonoscopy. And and um, it, it wasn't pleasant, and it wasn't cheap. Uh, but I have a family and people that care about me, and uh, I felt like it was a good investment of time and money. And I'm glad that I did, uh, not just for the peace of mind, but they actually found a polyp and they removed it during the procedure. And um, you know, you all know those can go either way, but I was glad they identified it and and removed it, and, uh, you know, I can take that off my checklist and know that I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that I stick around uh, as long as possible uh, for my family and loved ones. So this is a very 
a worthwhile topic, and I'm glad we're discussing it today. Well, exactly, and it's just that simple. And, uh, you know, I've I had some issues which made me go to my doctor. I asked some questions, and he said, you know, we're just going to be sure. Now, this was before we knew anything about my brother. And uh, I went in. I had the colonoscopy. Everything was clear. And uh, I called my brother and I said, you know, hey, you're you're past that point. You know, why don't you go in and get checked? And he said, you know, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get around to it. And that was the that was the thing. He he did not get around to it until it was too late. So that's why I'm so passionate about getting the word out, getting people to make that effort. It's uh, as you said, it's it can be a little unpleasant. Um, I've had two now because because of. My brother, I get to go every three years, so uh, I won't say I enjoy it by any means, but it uh, it certainly is not uh, quite as bad as some people make it out to be. And uh, I, I do want to hear a little bit more about the uh, virtual colonoscopy, Eric. And uh, also, um, I have a friend that is facing colon cancer right now, and uh, I'd like to uh, you know just ask for... Um, just some suggestions for him. So if you could tell us, uh, we, we started getting into the virtual colonoscopy before the break, so uh, I guess let's just continue with that because I think that's fascinating. Sure. I think, you know, uh, you know as we were saying, obviously, you, you both had colonoscopies. You're, you're familiar with that with that procedure. I, you know, I've had it in, you know, the procedure itself isn't bad. It's just the, uh, it's just the prep. But, I mean, you know, goodness, get a good, you know, get a good movie on, on cable, stay close to the bathroom. It's really, it's really all, it's all, all that's involved there. But there is, there is, um, there is different ways of being screened. So, um, right now, I had mentioned before the stool-based test, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a DNA-based uh, test, which has you know very good sensitivity. Uh, there's also the fit test, and in both of these cases, it's simply a matter of providing a stool sample, and then you get the results. And if it's a positive, then you go in and have a colonoscopy. Now there also mm-hmm. is the virtual colonoscopy. That, that the term virtual is a little bit um, it's a, a little bit confusing in that essentially this is um, th- this is done with a CT scan. And um, the difference here is it is not invasive in the way that uh, a colonoscopy is. However, you do need to still do the uh, still do the prep, and then mm-hmm. if there is a polyp discovered, then you do have to go back in and, and have a colonoscopy. What we mm-hmm. want to do is to make sure that people are aware of the various different screening methods. Uh, again, the very best one is the one that actually gets used because this is this is what it means. Um, you know, uh, Eric was pointing out that when he had the um, procedure, they found a polyp. Now, that could easily, over years, uh, become cancerous. Uh, so basically, he prevented it. it. It can't it can't happen by having the polyp removed. So as I said, this is a preventable condition. Mm-hmm. But even if um, even if it's found, the important thing is to have it uh, found early. Uh, survival rate, if you are diagnosed at stage one, is greater than ninety percent. At stage four, which means the disease has progressed uh, significantly, survival rate is about 12%. Mm-hmm. So it is a huge difference in terms of you know when the um, when the disease is discovered, and the fact of the matter is, as we heard from Eric, can be prevented in the first place. Exactly, and just it's just a matter of of going there and doing it. And as I said, you know, especially men, uh, they're very. Um, trying to think of the proper word here, but very shy about uh, things in that area of their body. Let's just put it that way. But uh, it's a matter of life or death. It really is. And, you know, I have a, a, 
a good friend of mine. He's uh, 44 years old, was diagnosed at stage four, and he is, you know, he's facing a very, very hard uphill battle. And 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 by the way, if you're in the Atlanta area and uh, you are not doing anything on the night of March 28th, uh, get in touch with the Atlanta Fire Department. We're doing a fundraiser. It's a cornhole tournament, so uh, we uh, we would like to encourage anybody to get over there and check that out. But but when somebody, uh, one of the things I want to get to, Eric, is, and something that was fascinating to me was the Blue Note Fund. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. But when somebody is uh, facing this and they're overwhelmed with all of these things there are supports out there there are uh, organizations there like the uh, the alliance that can help even if it's just just a little something to help out so can you tell us a little bit more about the support that uh the alliance offers to someone that is facing colon cancer sure the best the best place to start is to is to call the helpline and let me give you that number it's a toll-free number it's 877 877- Four two 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 zero three zero. I'm going to give you that one more time. It's eight seven seven four two 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 zero three zero. Now, one of the things that's unique about that, you know, there's lots of different places to get information on colon cancer, whether on you know the website, and we have an excellent one, and certainly other organizations have 800 numbers and websites. What's mm-hmm. unique about this program here is you're assigned a, a navigator. So, in other words, this is someone that you know, works with you through the whole process. So when, you know, for example, if you were assigned to me, you know, Keith, it's, you, you wouldn't just call up and get and get anyone. You and I would talk. And so, for example, if you had gone in for treatment, I'd call you that afternoon and say, you know, Keith, how did it go? You know, what are you feeling? Um, and so it's very much more of a case management approach where there is someone who is who's been through this and is with you, uh, you know, through the whole process. Now, these are all professionals, but we also have a program, uh, a buddy program, where you're paired, if you, if you wish, with another patient who has been through a similar situation. And so a lot of times, let's say you're going to be taking a new medication, you don't know what the side effects are going to be, you don't know how you're going to feel, it really helps to call someone who's been down that road. And particularly for people with with stage four, we just recently hosted a conference uh, for a large number of stage four survivors five years out. And we're seeing more and more people, you know, uh, surviving stage four. So, you know, no matter what the doctor, what the doctor tells you, it's over. It isn't over. Um, Hmm. A lot of people are, um, you know, are surviving. And in fact, um, this month we're celebrating, uh, there's a country music artist named uh, Wade Hayes, who (laughs) had a, uh, had a number one, had a number one hit, uh, actually was diagnosed with colon cancer at stage four. Doctor told him it was it was over. He actually wrote a fairly depressing song about you know that feeling, and he has just now been diagnosed with no evidence of disease. And so his wow. new album is called you know what the doctor told Wade when he gave him the news. He said, "Hey, now go live your life." So that's actually the name of the album and the song. I love it. And in fact, if anyone downloads it from iTunes, you know money will go to the colon cancer for each for each download. But the message that Wade is giving is, you know, this this doesn't have to be a death sentence. You know, a lot of people are surviving stage four. You know, be aggressive with your treatment, be positive, you know, with your with your attitude, and a lot of people are going to get through this. So, you know, I, I think we're almost embracing this song as sort of a, as sort of an anthem for you know the colon cancer alliance. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. go live your life. Yeah. Yeah, that that's awesome, and and just to have that those kind of numbers, uh, very 
very encouraging. And as I mentioned, you know, when my brother was diagnosed, and that was the that was exactly what they told him. They said to you know get your affairs in order is what they told him, and um, it was a very very rough road. He was able to get some of the uh, best care, the best treatment uh, available in the in the state of Ohio, but uh, it you know in, in the long run it didn't happen. So to see that there are changes and that there is more of a an encouraging outlook it's just that that's great to know yeah treatments have improved the, the the most important thing is you know you know we know a lot of people are going to survive stage 4 the important thing is for every single patient to operate as if that is the that is the outcome this idea unfortunately when doctors say go get your affairs in order they also should say um you know we're going to be aggressive with the treatment we're going to do everything we can and we're going to make sure you live um mm-hmm. Because you know the the positive approach to your treatment is in, is incredibly important for any disease. Mm-hmm. Well, and the story that I that I continue to hear is that, and and this was once again in my brother's case. You know, he went to the doctor for a condition, and he was treated for one thing, and he was treated for something else, and he was treated for something else, and they never really got to the root of the problem. And that's that's what does that seem to be a, a common thing? Is that that's kind of the last thing that that maybe the medical community is looking at? Well, you know, un- unfortunately, um, you know, that, that, that can be the case. One of the things that's fairly disappointing, we just saw a uh, survey from the American Cancer Society where it said that only 40% of primary care physicians were recommending that their patients get screened. That means 60% weren't. So it's great that programs like you're doing here, and one of the reasons why we focus on March as the Colon Cancer you know, Awareness Month is we've got to get the message out there that mm-hmm. everyone over the age of 50 or anyone with family history or uh, symptoms should be screened, have mm-hmm. a colonoscopy, and there are alternatives that are easy to use, you know, inexpensive at-home methods for screening as well. So if someone's sensitive about that and they just say, hey, no way I'm going to have a colonoscopy, you know, then fine. Take a, you know, take the FIT test, take the, um, the Cologuard uh, test that's come out from the uh, exact sciences, but, but get screened. Absolutely. Well, we have, unfortunately, run out of time, and uh, we would like to thank Eric Hargis, CEO of the Colon Cancer Alliance. And uh, while I've got Eric Snow still on the phone, I'd just like to thank you for, uh, for letting me do this. And, and it's been great to be able to you know, get out there. And if we save one person, it'll be worth everything that we've done. Absolutely. We're going to run about a little bit over, about a minute over. But everybody, thank you very much. Join us next week for Watchdogs Radio. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.